What's up, guys? Welcome to the Social Bamboo Podcast, teaching only the fastest, most sustainable social media growth strategies out there. I'm your host, Derek Vidal, and on today's episode, we are talking about the why behind your business. I hate to sound cliche. Hopefully, I find a better title for the episode by the time I'm actually publishing it, because right now, the best title is the why behind your business and it's so important but i also just don't like to sound cliche because i don't want you to think that you're coming here to learn something you've learned before i'm going to explain things uh, from my own experience and in a, a different light and uh, come at it at a different angle and that is uh really why it's good to listen to a lot of different coaches out there because a lot of us do teach a lot of the same information but put our own spin on it uh Besides the point, we are talking today about the why behind your business and where I think it often comes from, but it's also not something we often talk about because it's kind of painful to talk about. And that is because humans are more um, likely to do action to avoid pain than they are to seek pleasure. And we can talk about entrepreneurship and the reason for you wanting to be a business owner, be your own boss, set your own schedule, and pursue your passion project, do what you love, all of these things, all of these cliches, which are all totally true, but they ultimately aren't the biggest driving force behind why we ultimately do something. And I feel like a lot of you are maybe stuck because you're complacent, like you like the idea of being an entrepreneur or a business owner, but uh, there's just enough holding you where you are that like you're safe enough and just the pleasure alone is like not enough to fully get you to take that leap. So on today's episode, I am going to be talking about some things that I don't like about uh, salary positions and not the salary position themselves, but what working a salary job does to you as a person. If you are someone who wants to be very comfortable in their salary job, you were just running a part-time business and uh, you're like, look, I don't, I, I love my salary job. I love the people I work with. I love the work culture. The pay is great. If you are totally content with it and you don't really care to hear about what I don't really like about it from the entrepreneurship world looking back um, and just kind of seeing what it does to people over time, um, then this is not the episode for you. This is for those of you who are maybe like me a few years ago, where I know this is a talk that I could have benefited from, where I was in that crossroad period of choosing, do I go with a high-paying sales career or a entrepreneurship path. And I'll more say it was, so that that was different actually, excuse me. Sales careers are still very much entrepreneurial in a lot of ways. And I'm going to make those distinctions throughout this episode too. So I, I do almost put it into three different categories where it's entre- entrepreneurship and then you're a commission-based sales rep. And then the other one would be you're a salary worker with no incentives to your pay. That is that would be the three major categories, although I will say the entrepreneurship and the commission-based sales are nearly the same. There's very few uh, distinctions between them as far as uh, you know what it does to your personality and what I'm going to be talking about today. So if that does sound like something you'd like to learn from, maybe you don't really like your salary job and learning of some ways why you shouldn't like it at all and you really should 
think about running your business full time and making the moves that you need to to get your business off and running and pursue your passion project and do all those things, but you could use a little bit more kick in the ass, you came to the right episode. Now, this episode is inspired by me going to a network meeting last week. So I'm going to tell you about that. So this was a network meeting that I found on meetups.com. And I was sitting around. And to be uh, totally clear with you, I was thinking about investments to make. I was like, I feel like there might be a recession or all this talk of recession might do something else. And who knows what's going on with crypto and um, universities might be facing a lot of backlash and a lot of less people wanting to pay these increased tuition prices. Like there's just a lot of money moving in the world. And it's always good as an entrepreneur, no matter what you do, to take a step back and zoom out and just kind of look at the world and look at like macroscopic trends. So honestly, that's where what I was thinking about. And I've got friends that I can call and I was getting in touch with some of them just to pick their brain on things. But I was like, I kind of want to make some new connections. So I went on uh, meetups.com. I typed in like investor meetup or something. And I actually couldn't find one that looks like anything apart from just a bunch of financial advisors trying to pitch you on whatever they make the highest commission on, you know, kind of meetup. So I was like, all right, I don't really need to go to any of these. And it says like one person attending and it's the guy. So uh, maybe I'll go to this one. It said like entrepreneur and business owner meetup. And there were six people and um, it was at a brewery actually, but I didn't piece it together. It was called Blue Moon Rhino. Uh, and I thought it was a restaurant called that. And then I finally got, it's like Blue Moon Brewery in the Rhino district in Denver. So when I got there, I was like, oh, this is brewery. So this is a little bit more casual than I thought. Like I thought this was like a, a dinner with like six people. And I was I was like, I was like, if they're all business owners, this is going to be really productive. So uh, I got there and there's like 30 people. So cool. Um, grab a name tag, do all that stuff. And I start to making the rounds. And of the 30 people there, I would say about five of them. Uh, I didn't talk to everyone, of course, but probably five to 10 people were business owners. And then about two thirds of the room were people looking for jobs. And because of this, the vibe of the room was a lot different than I thought. I thought it was going to be a bunch of business owners collaborating and I was going to meet some other podcasters or people who had some kind of social media presence and then we could collaborate in that way. Uh, But because a lot of these people were very formally dressed and I could tell just like the vibe of the conversation was meeting people as if they're your potential future employer – it was a lot more basic than how I'm used to living. So honestly, I'm going to talk about how working a salary job makes you more and more basic over time. And I know the word basic is kind of overused at this point, or it was like the major insult a few years ago. But that's also why I'm going to use it because I'm not meaning it to be an insult. It's just the way that it is. Because when you are Living within the confines of unless I can make these people like me and see that I'm a professional uh, and can dress the part and act the part and everything, and th- then I can't get hired, right? So it just makes you have to act a certain way. Now, me, the way that I've learned marketing is treating my life as one big social experiment. And in sales, this is really important to ever get good. 
Because sales is largely when you're in a conversation with someone, you are trying to read their thoughts because they are not going to tell you what their exact objection is a lot of the time. They will just give you things like, all right, we'll think about it. We'll walk around. I got to talk to my husband. I got to talk to my wife. And uh, they give smokescreen objections. And your goal as a salesman is to probe and ask questions to figure out what the truth is. And as a marketer, you're also trying to run ads and split test things and see how people react and try different colors and try different fonts and try different creatives and copywriting and hooks. And all of this makes it so that in order to get great at marketing, you have to treat your life as a social experiment. So what I do, <laughs> when especially if I got a couple of beers at the brewery and then I'm in these conversations where I'm just kind of watch people have to be real professional with each other, it's funny to me. So I just kind of like start messing around, right? So the chance that I just say an F-bomb in a conversation of a few people, you know, it's not like I'm just saying fuck out of nowhere, but I'm just like, I'll say fuck and I won't even know what I'm doing. Okay. So that's the thing. I'm not actually intentionally fucking around a lot of these times. It is just innate in me. So I can't apologize. I spent too much of my life trying to apologize for this part of me. It's entertaining. They're welcome. If I'm just talking, if I want to like say fucking in there, like I will just do it and it will sound natural because that's how I talk. So I haven't had to live within the confines of really monitoring my language. When I have a kid, I'm sure it will be different then. And as my friends are all having kids, yeah, it's making me do that. So it's not like I don't still face this. And I get there's a general just respect to doing this. But if I'm in a conversation with adults and I'm trying to hold people's attention, I might slip that in there, just like a lot of entrepreneurs do. Gary Vee, Tony Robbins cusses all the time, and he says it's because it makes people pay attention to him. So I'm not, I'm explaining this because it's not like I'm just trying to like ruin people's days by any means. That's never my intention. I'm just trying to have fun and I'm trying to lighten up the mood. And uh, I could just tell that there are some people that couldn't really deal with the extraness. So I, I don't press too long. I do press a little bit extra after that if I can tell I'm maybe bugging someone. But you get the main reason why I was bringing up this meeting. And it was largely just what inspired me to come out with this episode now. The main theme, though, is that in order to pursue entrepreneurship boldly, and with this never give up mentality that they talk about, the one that enables you to have the confidence to leave your job and make a little bit less money for a little bit and have uh, a lot of unknown uh, in your career and what you're doing each day. And because you are maybe a solopreneur, you're completely in it alone. Your your ideas are all you have and you don't even know if your ideas are right and you don't have enough experience to check them. You get it. In order to endure all of the shittiest parts of entrepreneurship, you have to really dislike your salary job. Otherwise, if you're like, no, I like my salary job. It would just be cool to be an entrepreneur. Very rarely does it work because you don't have the true never give up mentality to have things not go your way for a long period of time. And that's just usually what happens. The time that there are exceptions is someone just gets it right. They're working a salary job and they get it right the first time. An example would be Hala Taha that was on the podcast 
somewhere around like episode 100. It was a long time ago. H-A-L-A-T-A-H-A. She started a podcast while she was working a corporate job that she was really content with. And then her podcast blew up with what she from what she was selling um, on that podcast more so not, you know, just the podcast itself. She wasn't like just getting so many views and got advertising revenue, but she came out with a really great offer. And she left that job because the income was so much more. And then there's the freedom. And there's all the benefit to the entrepreneurship without the, 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 real, the really bad part, which is the, the first few years of, of trying to figure things out while you know knowing uh, as little as you'll ever know about entrepreneurship, obviously, right? So it only gets easier. Um, but um, unless you have the driving factor that you really don't like, where your life currently is, the change never really happens. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about just what I've seen from people who are salary workers versus my friends who are entrepreneurs or commission-based sales reps. Most of my really good friends are commission-based sales reps or entrepreneurs. Uh, I do have uh, still quite a bit of salary worker friends though. Yeah, I still got I still got plenty. I mean, I've, it's probably 50-50. Uh, I, I said entrepreneurs and uh, commission-based sales reps first because those are my better friends, though, the, the ones that I spend more time with. So um, here's, here's part of the reason. You are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. This is true. It's cliche at this point, but it's true. And if those people are your coworkers and you don't like your coworkers, you will slowly start to become more and more like them. Or you'll just really hate working with them. If you are the only one with certain political views or religious views, even if you uh, don't bring it up ever because you all know that you disagree on it, it still is dampening your personality to not be able to talk about what you want to talk about. And these are all just little sacrifices you make to not uh, get fired. And the, the biggest difference with um, the commission-based sales rep versus a fixed salary is this. If I'm in my sales job and I am a top sales rep, I can get away with so much more uh, because I'm not replaceable or it's very, very hard to replace you. If you're dr doing a ton of sales, I mean, to be an expert salesman, that takes sticking with it for years in pretty much every case, right? To be a truly great salesman, you have to just stick with it for years. And that is a character trait that most people don't have. Um, maybe they have it for like sales, but they don't have it for like that specific company. So when a company finds a top sales rep, if you knew the shit that uh, the top sales reps at companies that I've worked with in the past get away with, like they would be fired so quickly at a salary position. And all these things, because you're easier to replace in a salary position, um, and, and you can be a very hard to replace salary worker. Uh, so that, that is still a thing. And I would say the more you can do that, the more you don't have to dampen your personality over time. And this is why being a really great worker is important. But then also, what do you do? You start kissing ass a little bit more uh, and just not sacrificing relationships. There's a bunch of times that I wanted to get the, in arguments, like like not wanted to, but it needed, it needed to be addressed. Like there's people that I worked with at my sales job uh, that – I didn't really get along with, and because I knew I still needed to work there for years, you just don't bring it up. You just have this animosity that is just sitting there, and all of these things just dilute your personality over time. If there's a dress code, 
more basic. If there is a assigned company car and you're not driving the car that you wanted to choose, that makes you a little bit more basic over time. If you are coming into work at a certain time and like you don't like the mornings, like you're you're a night owl, you love working at night, but your job makes you come in at 7 a.m., 8 a.m., 9 a.m., if you don't want to be there at that time, that is also just sacrificing parts of your personality. And this was the main thing that I just couldn't deal with when I went in to apply for jobs because when I left college, I had every intention of getting a salary position. I did not mean to stay with my sales job. I had been with them for two years and I was like pretty decent at the job, but I was like, yeah, peace out. Like I told my boss, I was like, oh yeah, I'm getting a job. As soon as I'm out of college, like I'm done with this. I, I told him so many times. And it's funny because it's like, he didn't even hear me. He'd be like, okay, well, just in case <laughs> you want to be a manager, you want to be a full-time sales rep, you know, here's what it would look like. So he was great, right? He, he did his job right. But I got out, I applied so many places and I remember at one of the interviews, they were going to have me drive a truck, which is not my style. This truck was going to have like the company's magnet on the side. Obviously not my style. It's going to be going to Home Depot's. Like my dad was a general contractor. I went to Home Depot so many times as a kid. I hate that place, right? It just like sucks the soul out of me. So now I'm going to go to this soul sucking place all the time. That's soul sucking, obviously. So that's just a little bit more character that you lose. And there's just so many sacrifices that you make to your character inside and outside of work to conform within uh, where you need to be. And I still have to conform with where I need to be too. I'm not going to say anything on my podcast, YouTube, or Instagram that's going to risk me losing my account because losing any of those would be a significant hit to my income. And I have lost my Instagram account before for a month before it was seen that it was unjustified and they gave it back. And that can happen too, right? You can lose your account where you just accidentally say something and the, the computer picks it up and then they realize that it, it was actually fine, but for whatever reason, their automated system thought it was you saying something wrong. So we also have to uh, live within certain parameters, but you just have to live within a lot stricter ones when you are working a salary position and you are a worker who is easier to replace. So the easier you are to replace at your job, the more you will diminish your personality over time. The other thing that I'm talking about with you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with is think about this. If you are working a traditional career, how many of the people at your job are obsessed with personal growth and or fitness? Right, So both are personal growth, just either mentally or physically. It's usually not nearly as many as if you were to ask an entrepreneur with entrepreneur friends because when you're an entrepreneur, going to the gym leads to a healthier body, which leads to having more energy, which leads to you performing better, which you know, your execution is super important, and then just the, the amount of hours you put in and can go longer and you can work faster and more focused, all of that directly impacts your income. You can change your income in a week by just having more energy and, and putting in more action. So it makes life a different game. The fact that you have so much control over your income and your growth makes everything matter. How much more likely are like CEOs of companies, like you know the stats, how much more likely they are to read books? It's because they have the driving factor as as to why if you are in a salary position with not really any uh, 
promotion that you can get, or even if there is one, usually reading personal growth books is not going to be the difference maker for you getting that. It's going to be more you conforming to being the person they need you to be to get that promotion. Of course, like these skills will translate, but it just is so much less likely that you'll have the passion to be really consistent at the gym, really consistent with personal growth. And uh, it's just a different mindset. So if you really want to live the life of being a lot more extra and being able to embody all of your different types of personality to wear whatever you want all the time to show up to things when you want to it's, it's fucking rare that i have to be on to anything on time and i'm not great at being on time i went to a dinner last night the reservation was at 7:15 i got there 7:23 so Hey, big big whoop, right? But it's not like I'm showing up to this dinner with some potential employers and now I'm looking bad. It's just friends, so whatever. It's just there's a lot less rules in your life when you are a business owner and you work for yourself. And if that's important to you, use that as a driving force to go full-time with your business. That should be the goal. And getting there as quick as you can should be the purpose. So if you could use my extra help with it, feel free to book a complimentary consultation call with me in the description. Otherwise, I very much appreciate you listening to this episode and I will talk to you soon.